And we're going to move into our message. So uh, if you want to grab your teaching notes, they're inside of Caring Connection, if you want to jot some things down. And uh, as I mentioned last week, we are going to continue to have our reflection question as a part of our message time. So uh, you might want that for a little bit later on. We started a new series last week where we are working our way through a bunch of different metaphors or word pictures that the Bible gives us of what the church is all about. And we want to do this as we kind of rebegin things because we want to make sure that the version of church that we are is the best original version that we were created to be a part of. And so last week we took some time to talk about what it means to be family and uh, we spent some time talking about what the best version of that is, recognising that all of us come from all sorts of different family backgrounds, but then in the church we want to have an opportunity to create the best version of what that can look like. Today we're going to talk about the metaphor of the church as a body. And uh, so if you want to open your Bible up, whether you've got your Bible with you or a Bible app, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we're going to go in a couple of minutes. I'm always fascinated uh, with the reality of how interconnected our bodies are and how staggering it is that one little thing that can go wrong in our bodies can have such a huge impact on everything about how we feel. So you think about it, if you hurt your little finger or if you stub your little toe, or if you get a toothache, if your back is hurting, if you get an infection in your stomach, it just ruins everything. Like your whole body reacts when things aren't going well. Just one little thing can go wrong and your whole body ends up being out of whack. Conversely, I'm always fascinated as well about the difference that just doing a couple of the right things can make as well. So I'm always staggered at the difference that just doing some exercise makes <laughs> in terms of how my whole body feels when I go for a walk or when I do a workout, changes everything. Or when I choose to eat some healthy food or when I drink enough water in a given day, I'm always amazed at how much better I feel about things. And I'm also fascinated about just the implications of the ways in which our bodies and our minds are connected. And it's a part of why centering and breathing prayers, like we just did a little bit earlier, are so powerful. Because in just being able to slow our bodies down and to focus on our breath, hopefully you had this experience that it actually slows your whole mind down and enables you to focus in. So it's always fascinating how interconnected every part of our body is. And so it's not a big surprise because of all of that, that this is one of Paul's favourite images of what the church is supposed to be all about. Paul uses this as an example of what the church is supposed to be about in a number of different places throughout the Bible. But as I said, today we're going to focus specifically on 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse 12. So he says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we've all been baptised into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. So this is a beautiful reminder, as we think about this picture of a body, that the church is one body that's united under Jesus. That's where Paul wants to start, is by reminding us that as a body, we are one. And it's so easy for us, in our Western culture in particular, to think that our spirituality is just about us. It's just about me, my personal relationship with God, what I can do for God, what God can do for me. I'm sure you've never had that experience where that's been what your focus has been in connecting with God. But Paul wants to remind us that actually, no, we are a part of a wider body. Our spirituality is not supposed to be about just me and God. It's supposed to be about us and God together. 
And it's really staggering what Paul is saying here. That he says in that one body, we have people who are Jews and Gentiles, non-Jewish people. So these are people who are incredibly religious and people who aren't religious. People who've spent their whole lives trying to understand all of the laws and all the rules that they're supposed to follow that were given in the Old Testament. And people who didn't know anything about that. These two groups of people who couldn't be more different are one and united in the body of Christ. And he also says slaves and free are united. So again, this is staggering when you stop and think about the implications of what that looked like in Paul's day. People who were from completely different social classes, different social statuses, different backgrounds, united together. And in some ways, it's a miracle that the church ever got going when this was what was at the heart of what was trying to be understood in the first century. This idea of all of these people, Jews and non-Jews, slaves and free, men and women, people from all sorts of different cultures, all united and given equal status as one group of people united under Jesus. That is absolutely staggering. When you think about that, that was even something that could be started, but the fact that it didn't all just fly apart and explode is a miracle in reality. The fact that it still exists 2,000 years later is a testament to just how passionate the early church was about preserving the unity, regardless of where people came from, to say we are one together because of Jesus. And so that's why we talk a lot about being Jesus-centred as a church. It's why it's one of our key statements about who we are as a church. We want to keep reminding ourselves that we are united because of Jesus, because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus has done for us, because of what Jesus has taught us. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, and Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, and you've got both those references on your notes, Paul takes the metaphor of the body further by reminding us that Jesus is the head of the body. And when we think about our heads and the way in which they interact with the rest of our body, we know that our head is the thing that really controls all the rest of our body. And not just the conscious things that we're aware of, but subconsciously as well. The fact that we continue to breathe, even when we're not thinking about it, is a testament to the way in which our head controls us. All of the things that we say, all of the things that we're able to do are because of our head. And so Paul reminds us that Jesus is that for the church. Jesus is the one who directs us. Jesus is the one who allows us to do all of the things that we do. Jesus is the one who keeps us being able to go. I'm not the head of the church. Our board is not the head of the church. None of us are the head of the church. Jesus is the head of the church. And it is really helpful, and Paul's really good at pulling these metaphors apart and saying, just like think this through to the full extreme, If Jesus was one head and there was multiple bodies, that would look very strange, wouldn't it? It's not really going to work at all, and neither would a body roaming around without a head work very well either. So we remind ourselves, we are all in this together as one. And what's really amazing is that that's not just true for us as a church here at Brooklyn Park. That's true for us as a part of the global church that we are united with all of the other churches in Adelaide, all of the other churches in Australia, all of the other churches around the world because of Jesus. 
And that's why we take time every week to gather around the communion table to remind ourselves that that is true and that's at the heart of who we are as a church. So Paul then unpacks this a bit further in verse 14 and following. He says, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that doesn't make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. So what Paul's saying here is that the church is one body, but that one body is made up of a whole bunch of different parts. We're not all supposed to be exactly the same. When Paul says that we're one body, it doesn't mean that we're all generic and everyone's exactly the same as everyone else. And he's really, really clever in what he does here. Again, he unpacks it and just says, like, really, really think this through. Imagine if a hand said, nope, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of the body anymore. Or if an ear said, it's not fair. I never get to see anything, and so I don't want to be a part of the body anymore. If that happened, obviously the whole body would lose out. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. If we were just one big, giant eye then we would be able to see a lot of what's going on around the place, but we wouldn't really be able to move very far. And if we were just a hand that was kind of flopping around on the table and moving around by itself, that would be great, but we wouldn't be able to smell anything and we wouldn't be able to taste anything. So we all need each other. We are all different and we all have different roles to play. And that's a part of how beautiful it is to be a part of the body. So to unpack this further, if Roger said, because I'm not like Joyce, I don't want to be a part of Brooklyn Park anymore, that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Or if Jasmine said, because I'm not like Dave, I don't want to be a part of this body anymore, that wouldn't make any sense either. And we would all lose out because each of them play different roles and are very, very different people. It's why we're so passionate about helping people to be able to find their place here at Brooklyn Park and to be able to step into different volunteer roles and all sorts of different roles like that. That's not just because we need to get stuff done, although that is really important and so that's part of the reason that we have volunteers, but we also want to be able to say all of us have different roles to be able to play. All of us have different strengths, different passions, different talents, different gifts that God has given us. And all of us are uniquely able to play that role. Just you. No one else can play the role that you can play. But again, that's not just true about us. Again, we can fall into this trap of thinking this is all about me and my place within the body. This is true for the wider church as well. We recognise that we need other churches just as much as we need each other as well. If we started to say, because we're not like Edge Church, we're not anymore a part of the church, that wouldn't make any sense. Or if we said, because we're not like Adelaide West Uniting, we're not a part of the church anymore, that wouldn't make any sense either. And I've had a theory for a very long time that God kind of stops churches, any one church, from being great at everything because he wants us to hold on to and value each other and to recognise that it's actually okay 
that we're different because different people connect with God in different ways and value different things. So it's super important that we have churches that are really traditional and have liturgy as a part of what their experience is. It's really important that we have churches that have really dynamic, passionate musical worship as a part of their time together. It's really important that we have churches that are really passionate about social justice. It's really important that we have churches that are really passionate about good, solid, biblical teaching. Because all of us connect with God in different ways. And rather than saying, because we're not like that church or because they're not like us, we're not together, we want to be able to value that and say that's actually something that's really strong. And so every church's responsibility is to say, what are the things that God has placed in our DNA about who we are? What are the strengths that we've got as a church and how do we focus on those things? We can't try and be everything to everyone. We can't do all things well. We can just focus on the part that God's got for us to play, recognising there's lots of other churches that do other things really, really well. And it's one of, the com- uh, one of the conversations that I've had with lots of people over the years in all sorts of different church contexts. To be able to say, if what we're doing as a part of our church is not necessarily the best thing for you, that's okay. Let's help you get connected with a church that is more traditional than us or that has a greater level of passionate musical worship than us or is more passionate about social justice. These are the things that we have as strengths as a church and that's what we want to focus on. But going to another church is not a bad thing. We want to encourage the church to recognise that we are one body under Jesus. So Paul then takes that a little bit further in verse 22 where he says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts that we regard as less honourable are those that we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that shouldn't be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God's put the body together such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. So Paul reminds us that the church is one body. We are united together because of Jesus. But in that one body, everyone's got a part to play and we need to value each other as we play those different roles. And to be able to recognise that no one in the body is more important or less important than anyone else. And I don't know if you've ever had this thought or whether it's just me, but sometimes we can fall into the trap of thinking everyone else has more to offer than I do. Everyone else is more significant than me. Everyone else is better at things than what I am. All of us fall into that trap at different times. Say, well, that person, what they're doing is so much more important and significant than the little part that I'm playing in what I'm doing. But all of us are vitally important. And in some ways, those who do things behind the scenes are as important or more important than those who do things that are up front. And again, if we think about our bodies and think about our internal organs, which are called what? Vital organs, the most important parts of what we have inside of us, our heart, our liver, our stomach, those things are really, really important. And we don't ever see them. If we did, that would kind of be a bit of a problem. If that was on the outside, then all of a sudden we've got a whole bunch of things that we need to work through. So those things are really, really important, but we never see them. And Paul says, let's hold on to that as we recognise this is what the church is about as well. That those who play roles that are behind the scenes that you don't necessarily see, 
That's not less important. In some ways, actually, it may be even more important. But Paul also reminds us that we are connected in that as well. And that if one part is hurting, then we all should be hurting. If one part is celebrating, then we all want to celebrate that together. And that goes back to what I said at the start. You know how it is that if you bang your toe on something, it affects your whole body. If your back is playing up, it affects the whole way that you feel about everything. As a church, when one part of us is hurting, we want to enter into that and we want to hurt together as a church. And when things are going well, when one part is celebrating, we want to enter into that and be able to celebrate that too. So as we begin to get ready to wrap up the message, I want to use a slightly different metaphor to help us come at this a different way. And this metaphor actually comes from some workshops that we ran last year, which a number of you came to, where we took some time to talk about some non-biblical metaphors of the church. So some pictures of the church that aren't necessarily ones that we find in scripture, but they're kind of linked to it. And one of the metaphors that people said resonated the most was the picture of an orchestra. So when we talked about, as a part of the workshops, which metaphors do you think are the most powerful at representing us as a church, and which metaphor do you want to hold on to as one of the most helpful ones about who we are as a church, the idea of an orchestra came up in a really, really powerful way. And the idea of an orchestra is very similar to what we've already been talking about so far. In an orchestra, everyone has different roles to play. All of these different instruments, that all work together but are united together to form a harmonious sound. Harmony is one of the words that Paul uses when he's talking about the way in which the body works when it's all together. An orchestra, when it's working well, follows a conductor, so someone who's showing the way. And so this is a helpful way of us being able to recognise, maybe from a different way, what the church is supposed to be like as well. We all have different roles to play, different instruments to play, And some of them might seem like they're more important or less important than others, but in actual fact, they're all crucial in order for us to produce what it is that God wants us to produce. And we follow our conductor, Jesus, as we move forward. So to allow this to hit home, I'm actually going to play a piece of classical music on the piano. No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm going to actually play one that we can listen to. This is one of my favourite classical pieces of music, the Brandenburg Concerto. And uh, so we're just going to play it for a minute, minute and a half or so. And I want to encourage you, you and close your eyes if you like, to try and think about how many instruments are present here. See if you can think about how many different instruments you can hear, but the reality that all of them actually make one beautiful noise together. And if any of those instruments started to say, actually, I'm not that important, the whole piece would sound different. And if any of the instruments said, I'm not going to follow the conductor, I'm going to go and do my own thing, the whole thing would be ruined. So just have a bit of a listen to this and allow your mind to recognise that this is a picture of what God's got for us as a church.
So it's a beautiful picture of what it looks like for a group of people to say we're all in this together. And to be able to say we all have a role to play, but we follow the lead of the person who helps us to go where we need to go. That's the picture that God's got for us as a church, an orchestra, a body, where we are united together as one under Jesus, but where we all have our own role to play and where we want to value each other. So as our reflection question, I want to encourage you to think about the same thing that we talked about last week, but with a slight change. What would change if my first thought about our church was that we're a body? So what would happen if this week, any time that you thought about Brooklyn Park Church of Christ, the first thing that you thought of was that we were a body, or you might like to say an orchestra. I'm going to give you an opportunity in a moment to be able to jot some thoughts down or to be able to chat with the person next to you if you would prefer to do that. But here's a couple of things that you might think about. For some of us, it might be helpful to just be reminded again that we are a part of one body and that there is a sense of unity about what it means to be a part of the church. And that might be in terms of our church here at Brooklyn Park, or it might be about recognising that we are one with the rest of the global church, that we are united together under Jesus. For some of us, it could be about recognising that we all have a role to play, to be able to take some time to think about what's the role that I have to play that God's got for me to play here at Brooklyn Park. For some of us, it could be about appreciating and valuing each other and being able to say, it's been a while since I said thank you to my toes for the role that they play, or it's been a while since I thank my liver for what it does. So this week, you might like to take some time to think about some people who maybe do some stuff behind the scenes and to be able to say thank you for the stuff that you do that helps us to be able to be the church that we are because of the work that God does through us. So I'm going to give you a little bit of time. There's going to be some background music playing. And so jot some thoughts down, or if you'd prefer to just have a quiet chat with the person next to you, feel free to do that. But as we sit here, what do you sense that God's saying to you about this metaphor of us being a body? And then we'll come back together and we'll pray and transition into communion. So let's take a moment to be able to wrap up our message with some prayer and then we'll uh, move over into communion, this beautiful symbol of exactly what we've been talking about today. Let's pray. God, we are so grateful for this incredible thing that you created that's called the church. There are so many beautiful pictures of what the church is supposed to be like and we're grateful for this snapshot that we've looked at today this picture of us being a body the way that you created us to be. And when we think about a healthy body and the way in which it works, that's the sort of church that we want to be, where we're able to do the things that you want us to do, where we're being led by you, Jesus, and where each of us are playing the role that we've got to play, interdependent, interconnected with one another, being able to value each other and appreciate each other, but also being able to recognise that when one part of us is struggling, that we are in this together. And that when good things are happening, that we're able to celebrate that together as a body. We thank you for the picture of an orchestra as well. This beautiful image of what we've got, of the way in which a group of people come together to be able to play their roles, to create something that's so much more significant than what they could do on their own. And we know that that's a part of what you've got for us as a church as well. That our ability to come together 
and to live out our spirituality together as a body is so much more powerful and significant than just what we can have in our individual relationship with you. And so we ask that as we step into this week that you would continue to challenge us and inspire us about what it looks like to be a part of the body here at Brooklyn Park, to be able to recognise that we are united because of you, Jesus, that all of us have a role to be able to play week in and week out, out, to be able to value each other, but also to recognise that we are a part of this beautiful global body that's called the church and that you would help us to continue to understand the role that you've got for us to play, particularly in the western suburbs as we stay in connection with all of the other churches and work together with them, that we can celebrate our diversity in that, that we can celebrate the different things that we do together, recognising that we are still united because of you, Jesus. So continue to move us forward, we pray in your name. Amen.